0: or continues now, I should say. This is the broadcast for January the 4th of the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. On your radio and the traditions of our founders, we stand with the Jesus Revolution. That's the only kind of revolution that'll work, folks. We turn to God Almighty. Uh, otherwise, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. There's so much going on in the news, man. I really dig Chuck Norris's article. They came out in 2024. Your Key to Happiness in 2024, exclusive from Chuck Norris. It's really good. He has three rules to remember for 2024. Don't buy that thing. Don't put your faith in princes or politicians. And don't trade love for anything. In its entirety, happiness is love. If love and romance are the path, the true happiness, then... There's no greater pinnacle than our romance with God Almighty. Uh, And, you know, romance is kind of an interesting term about that. You know, what is romance? Is it always, you know, of a sexual nature? I don't think so. Um, The truth is all good things in relationships come down from God. But remember, you know what? We're supposed to make God our most important relationship, right? Chuck Norris says this. The way I put it is when you've got God, you've got the gold. And all you need to do to achieve that is true love, and you can pursue the American dream. Man, I really like that. I think that's good work by uh, Chuck Norris. And that's really good stuff. All right. Uh, Georgia, following 2020 elections, Rathensburger caught again. Jim Hoft, com, with this piece. Uh, look. They say there's no election fraud, but we catch them at it over and over and over. It's just amazing. All right. Are we going to have accountability is my next question. If Catherine Engelbrecht, and those guys, won in court, what's the next step now? If they had every right to look at the voter rolls and say these voter rolls are wrong and file petitions to get those corrected, if the voter rolls are wrong, Don't they need to correct them? You could say it's not voter fraud, it's oversight. Okay, fine. But the fact is that it changes the outcomes of elections. That's the issue. All right, activists, they say, who engage with, quote, voters of color is the term they use. They say are looking for messages that will resonate in 2024. The Associated Press has this piece. And I find this interesting to say the least. Why? What the heck is a voter of color? What is a voter of color? Are they different than, like, another voter? Like, am I a voter of color? No, Sam, absolutely not. You're white. I hold up a piece of paper next to my skin, and they say, well, that piece of paper is a lot whiter than your skin, Sam. And I say, okay, then am I colored? Oh, no, Sam, you're white. Don't even say that. Come on out. Are you crazy? Um, what is white versus colored versus whatever? What the heck is a colored voter? And the answer is it's a divide and conquered voter. That's all it is. It's just racism. Every vote, listen to me carefully, write it down. Remember who's telling you this. Every vote that is a legal and lawful vote, meaning that the person is a true citizen of the United States they're old enough to vote. They fulfill all the requirements, et cetera. They only vote in one location. They only vote one time, all that kind of stuff, all the you know, prerequisites of, of honest voting. Every vote is the same. There are no labels applied to honest votes, right? There are no labels. There's not a colored vote versus a white vote. If they're two American citizens, both of their votes are equal. Are they not? Or does the colored vote have less mojo? Or does the white vote have special privilege? No. In America, none of that has validity. Okay? None of that has any validity whatsoever. So this idea of some activists who engage with voters of color are looking for messages that will resonate. The way you look for messages that resonate, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, is you take aside all politics, all opinions, all race, all any divide line, and you say, look, what is constitutional and right and good? Right? What matters? And the answer is, does the government have authority to do this? If so, we support it. If not, we're against it. Think about that simple test. Does the government have authority to do this? If, if they do, then we're for it. If they don't, we're against it. Well, what about the state might have authority to do something that the federal government does not have authority to do? That's right. That's why the dual contract. That's why you have two delegated authorities, two dual sovereigns, the general government with their own defined powers, the state with much broader powers, two different contractual realities, one with the state in which you live and one with the general government. This is appropriate. So if the general government's doing things that are state-designated or delegated, then I got a problem with it because it's the wrong government entity. They're violating the checks and balances. They're violating the vertical and horizontal divides intentionally put in place to protect us from that kind of behavior, right? Anyway, I find that very interesting that they literally have what they're calling voters of color. And they want to reach out and kind of get a a, a flavor of what voters of color. So is Vivek a voter of color? Because Vivek and I pretty much agree on a lot of things. Or Vivek and I, I mean, I don't know that I agree with them on everything, but he's probably the closest one. A mixture of him and RFKJR between the two are pretty close to what I believe. Neither of those folks uh, have a prayer because of the manipulations against them. But is Vivek a voter of color? Because he says all this divide by race and stuff is bogus and has got to stop and that we're losing ground on the race front. We used to do so well, he says. Well, he's right. But it's based on this idea that I'm teaching, which is, look, there's no such thing as a color label on voting. If you're a voter, you should vote for all that is righteous and good and moral. If you're a voter, you should stand with everything that obeys the law everything that supports their jurisdictional authorities, everything that supports the checks and balances, everything that promotes the proper role of constitutional government, you should back that 100% no matter what voter you are. Tall, short, fat, skinny, pretty, not so pretty, whatever, right? Black, white, none of those things matter. Now, it doesn't matter if you're illegal. You shouldn't be voting, see? Things matter, but the divide lines that they're using are wrong. And I say to you that every vote should matter just as much. And we should not, it's racist to try to engage with voters and call them voters of color and look for messages that resonate with them based on their race or their culture or their skin or their whatever divide you want to do. How, how does that work without being racist? What if I were to say, hey, we're engaging with voters that are white And we're looking for messages that resonate with the white vote for 2024. People would call me a racist for saying that kind of stuff, right? But the Associated Press can promote this headline, and voters can back voters of color, and it's okay. It's all good. In fact, why wouldn't you? Well, the reason that I wouldn't is because I don't believe there's a difference in anyone's vote. Everyone has a vote, and their vote should purely be for standing for the proper role of constitutional government. Your vote should be for them to act within the scope of their authority and nothing more and nothing less. Your vote should be based on the principles of the Constitution and those who are willing to swear and keep an oath to that supreme law. Your oath is to someone who will carry out the proper rule of government in your stead because you're not there. That's the difference between a democracy and a republic. Democracy says, hey, whoever's got the mob rule wins. That's a real democracy. Uh, a constitutional republic says no, there's delegated power. You place your, you vest your authority, your delegation in someone else who serves their country for a time. Uh, and, okay, so when you look at it properly, there are no distinctions of votes. There are no pandering to a specific group based on some agenda that you make up. Well, black people really, you know, want this, or white people really want that, or Asians really need this, or, see, that's all racist. Racist. Every bit of it's absolutely racist. Anyway, it's just shocking how racist it really is. It's amazing. I just can't understand how we allow this to happen. And then I'm the guy that brings this up and tries to call for equity and integrity and and, and fairness. and, And then I'm the bigot guy? I'm the bad guy then? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm the guy calling for the least racist idea of them all, which is we're not going to put labels on voters. We're not going to classify voters by divide-and-conquer tactics. We're not going to do those things because it's wrong. It's evil. It pits men against one another. Divided, we fall, right? That's the key. you got to understand they're pushing for us to be divided. Because if activists engage with voters of color, they're not engaging with me. Well, you should actively engage with all voters. And then you look for messages that will resonate for your colored status. Is that what you're doing? Well, what if I look for voters with my white status? See, I don't think that's right. I think that's wrong. We're all God's children. Let's start to act like it, people. Come on. All right, got an interesting video that got released. After the conviction. That seems to me that we got a problem with withholding evidence. Yeah, it relates to J6. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio.
3: And have some kids.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, you got an interesting series of votings. Look, you got this weird colored voter. I say weird because I don't know what that means. Well, there's a new group of voters that you ought to know about, too, which I kind of find sad. But I think it's a reality check that we need to pay attention to in America today. All right. I think there's a new voting block. And they say that it could swing the 2024 election. It's a new block of of voters that have emerged. And the question is, will they play the defining role in, quote, the Trump-Biden rematch? Janice Uh, Hissel with the article, I don't think that there will be a Donald Trump-Joe Biden rematch, personally. Nevertheless, it's very interesting, this article that she puts together. There is a group of voters that are called Trump or bust voters. Yeah, Uh, and they talk about these voters, and what they do is... They only vote when it's for Donald Trump, okay? So they don't cast a ballot, and they say they don't vote regularly. I don't really like politicians, this one example of a lady says, but I like Donald Trump, she told the Epoch Times. I don't look at Donald as a politician. But listen, they're called, uh, let's see, let's uh, see this person's name here. Pollster Rich um, calls these people Trump or bust voters, less likely voters, to tend to cast ballots only when they know that Trump is running on the ballot. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that, really. So, see, I don't believe in Trump or must voters either or Trump or bust voters either. Okay, I don't like that. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a problem with that. None of this constitute politics in a traditional or conventional or American sense, right? It's unacceptable, folks. But you're getting more of this. Republicans, they say, cannot win without these, quote, Trump or bust voters. The math just isn't there if they do not show up. Pro-Trump voters include many who have never voted before. They call them unlikely or less likely voters and may discount their responses, saying they don't matter as much. But when it comes to President Trump, you see a pattern. These people are indeed motivated. The Trump or bust phenomenon is evident. Anyway, he said people who take these voters into account have better polling results than those who don't. Yeah. Now, uh, what if Hillary Clinton runs and Joe Biden doesn't? Yeah. Anyway, there's these people that are really on this thing. And uh, people are just simply saying Clinton isn't it. They say, look, they dump these Donald Trump supporters as a basket of deplorables. That's what Hillary said. Well, you know what? These deplorables now are known as, um, what do you call this thing? This new voter. You got the colored voter, and now you got the Trump or bust voters. I look at that, and I go, wow, that's sure interesting. This lady said when they really talked about these Trump supporters as a basket of deplorables, I knew Trump would win, she says. Yeah, people have resentment for Clinton, and so more and more support for Donald Trump. Will they allow Donald Trump to even be on the ticket? Yeah, she says Donald Trump may uh, be involved in too much name-calling, but you know what? I like people that have fire inside of them, she says. He's done a lot for this country. And I would agree with her. She said, believe it or not, a lot of rich people who didn't want Donald Trump in office the first time realized Donald did pretty good. Joe's doing much worse. Those Joe Joe backer voters, Joe back voters or Joe backer voters are now hoping that Donald gets in the White House. Yeah. So she thinks that Donald Trump is headed for a 2024 win, but the Democrats will try to sabotage it. I think she's right on that. But what do you think about this idea that we have these new terms of voters? you got the colored voter, don't you know? And then the other kind of voter that you've got is these Trump or bust voters. And they say that it could swing the election. What do you think is going to happen with that? I don't really know, but I just find that fascinating, to say the least, that we're really starting to get these groups of voters. And, you know, you look at Jill Stein or some of these people with the Independent Party or the... Whatever Workers' Party or the whatever Libertarian Party or the whatever these things are. And you think they don't have a lot of support. They only have one, two, three, four, five 5%. I know. But isn't that what most of our elections are decided by, these teeny slivers? So a lot of these people that we think don't matter much matter a whole lot more than we think they do. That's really, really important to kind of understand. All right. There's a new video hidden from the public. The QAnon or QAnon Shaman or the Q Shaman, whatever you call the guy, uh stood outside the Capitol and told everyone to please go home. Yeah, he reads a twump, a tweet from Donald Trump saying that we need to remain peaceful and we need to go home. Jim Hoff with the GatewayPundit.com literally has this piece, and it's a great piece. And I really want to highlight and focus on this. Um, it's interesting how this is working because, uh, wasn't the narrative that Trump didn't tell everybody to go home and that Trump caused an insurrection. Well, at at his speech, he told people to peacefully go to the Capitol and see if we can get Congress to look into election integrity issues. Then the people went, then it got out of control. Then Donald Trump literally tried to tell everybody to go home through a tweet. And believe it or not, the Q shaman read it out loud to the crowd. Here it is.
4: We made our point. everybody to go home. So what are We to do. We're going to obey our president. We're going yes to do he Respect the landmarks. Respect the, the capital yeah, the, uh, uh, a he,
1: he, of was, he said he saw on his Twitter account.
4: We're gonna pull up the tweet. Donald Trump has asked everybody to go home. We're staying! Okay, then stay, motherfucker. I don't give
2: a shit. This is America! You guys want to stay
3: That's
4: fight? Donald Trump has asked everybody to go home!
1: Yeah, Oh hold wait, read this! Hold on, hold on. Read this. read this.
4: This
0: is Read it. Donald Trump, is it? Donald Trump, quote, I am asking for everyone in the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are, we are the party of law and
1: order. Respect our law enforcement, yeah. men and women in blue. No, no, no. Pull up the video. There's a video. Yeah, he has a video. He just tweeted it. All right. I'll
4: put it on here.
0: Yeah, here. Okay, awesome.
4: sure. I not listen to oh my my At least make them a point. No, no, please. Please. no, We're not going to make a point. just make yourself feel better. Yes. Back up, guys. Just it up. We're not Antifa. We are not at- we are not a
2: not 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 chief
0: All right, it's wild and woolly there, ladies and gentlemen. But look, he's got a megaphone, and he's clearly saying Donald Trump sent out a tweet asking everyone to go home. So now Trump supporters are literally delivering the message that we are not Antifa, we're not violent, we follow the rule of law, please pack up and go home. Donald Trump is asking you to do that, and I'm asking you to do that. This is the guy, the QAnon whatever, right? The QAnon shaman or the Q shaman or whatever else, Jacob Chantley, this guy is saying go home. And I think about that for a minute. And I go, where do we go from here now? This video was hidden from the public and prosecutions occurred. And they say Donald Trump created an insurrection. How did he create an insurrection when he literally said peacefully go to the Capitol in his speech? And then now we find out there's a tweet that he sent out saying go home. And the followers of Trump literally echoed that with a megaphone, and that video was covered up. Yeah, and uh, now the Gateway pundit, Jim Hoft is the only one speaking out about this. Wow, hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: Listen to the wind blow.
1: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: USA News, I'm John Schaefer. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are delivering a New Year's message to the nation.
1: Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy, and safe New Year.
5: In a pre-recorded interview on ABC's Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest, President Biden expressed his optimism, stating that he wishes for everyone to recognize that the United States is in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. The conflict between Israel and Hamas persists in the Gaza Strip, and Israeli forces spokesperson has indicated that the military offensive in Gaza might extend throughout 2024 as their forces prepare for an extended period of combat. Tensions in the Middle East escalated over the weekend when U.S. helicopters engaged in gunfire with Iran-backed Houthi rebels in the Red Sea. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu remains firm in rejecting any calls for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Tsunami alerts have been reduced in areas of Japan that were heavily affected by a significant magnitude 7.5 earthquake and subsequent powerful aftershocks. Residents in certain regions of west-central Japan have been taking refuge on elevated terrain as the recent earthquake-induced minor tsunamis. Various locations have reported damage, and local hospitals are actively providing treatment to the injured. California is making history by becoming the first state to provide health insurance to all undocumented migrants. Governor Gavin Newsom expressed to ABC News that he believes everyone should have access to high-quality, affordable health care coverage, regardless of income or immigration status. With over 2 million undocumented immigrants in California, experts estimate that extending health insurance to this population will incur an annual cost of over $3 billion for Californians. And a fatal shark attack occurred in Hawaii, resulting in the death of a 30-year-old man swimming in the waters off Maui. This
4: is USA News. You've been working hard, doing the right thing and paying your taxes and putting your hard-earned money in the Medicare piggy bank all your life. And now it's time to break the piggy bank and get something back. Medicare. If you didn't know it, Medicare is health insurance for people over 65. And you've paid for it with your tax dollars. Medicare plans now have more benefits than ever. That's good news, especially if you're like me and looking forward to paying as little as possible for good health insurance. Call and find out what Medicare plan is best for you. Save your time. It's valuable. We've already done the research for you. And in one quick phone call, you can learn how to get the best Medicare plan designed exactly for you. Hey, it's one of the most important decisions in your life. Let us help you through it. Here's our number. Call 65-PLUS-MEDICARE-NOW, 800-778-8214. Eight hundred seven seven eight eight two one four. That's eight hundred seven seven eight eighty two fourteen.
0: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So while they literally had Donald Trump telling everybody to go home via a tweet carried out by the QAnon shaman or the Q shaman uh, literally on a megaphone telling people to go home. That video was withheld. Uh, And prosecutions occurred and everything else. Uh, And so the question becomes, hey, did some of those people go home when they were asked to? Peacefully disperse, in other words? So we've really got some serious problems for 2024 with these convictions. And the way the FBI and the Justice Department has literally gone after everybody, it is out of control and needs to stop. Uh, All right. Now I want to move to this incredible article put together by our buddy uh, Uh, over at WorldNetDaily, WND.com. Bob Unra is his name. And Bob does a phenomenal job laying this out. Here it is. The definitive list of states that want to determine what residents can say. Yeah, there's 23 different states led by Democrats, and they insist that, quote, they can control misleading information, uh, and that's the deal. Now, this list is interesting, and the details are interesting. There now is a definitive list of states where officials want to be able to censor their residents and control what information they can say and what information they can view. And all 23 states, by the way, are led by Democrats. The list comes courtesy of constitutional expert and popular commentator Jonathan Turley. He's a professor uh, over at Georgetown University. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's at George Washington University, not Georgetown. George Washington University. And I guess the deal is this. For years, we have discussed the alarm in shifting uh, values by the Democratic Party. You have candidates running on this idea of censoring free speech supporting blacklisting and everything else. Now, it turns out the voters aren't really for this, but they don't realize that the candidates are doing this. So there's a legal filing that took place, as you know, in Missouri versus Biden, where the district court issued a ruling, ordered the government to stop, quote, coordinating censorship campaigns with social media companies. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, legal filing comes in the case of Missouri, where they basically government ordered, stop coordinating censorship campaigns. Now they say that's on hold till they consider the facts. The United States government has assumed a role, the judge said, and that role is censorship. And I would submit to you without authority. In the case, the evidence shows that the Biden administration officials would literally pick out a comment that they disliked, then complain to one of several foundations or organizations. Those groups would then go and lobby social media companies until they'd cave, until those comments ended up getting censored. That's how the, the thing worked, Right. Are Democrats increasingly attacking the First Amendment? Kind of becomes the question, and I think the answer is yes. But I don't think it's just Democrats. Turley noted that the the Fifth Circuit ruled in Missouri that the administration for the Bidens violated the First Amendment. They don't have the right to limit speech like that. He explained that California is leading the effort to get the Supreme Court to overturn. Yeah, California has long been the key state to shut down doctors and everybody else over what they can say. All right, there's a bunch of states that are doing this. California is one of the leaders. But there's a bunch. What they're saying is that they can limit free speech and limit the access to information based on, what do you want to call it? You can't have fake news? Is that the deal? That's the problem that we're facing. Right? That's the problem that we're really facing. So let me talk to you about the different states that are engaged in this kind of behavior. All right? The list includes Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, and uh, Oregon, along with Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, D.C., Oh, I guess Washington State, then Wisconsin, then the District of Columbia or Washington, D.C. All of those are engaged in this effort to literally shut down your free speech, to literally say, look, they want to determine what residents can say. Twenty three states led by Democrats insist they can control misleading information. So what you've got, folks, is like the Gestapo. I mean, think about that. Who determines what misinformation is or misleading information? Who decides what that is? Let me give you an example. If I tell you that there's a new video that came out, the Q Shaman saying everybody go home and Donald said to go home and they withheld that. And I think that's a problem because it came out after these convictions. And I think it muddies the water because evidence was withheld. Am I allowed to say that? If I tell you about this unique voter, a Trump or bust voter that only shows up when Donald's running, that's a huge group. They didn't show up in 2020. They should have, but they didn't. But if they show up again, what about activists and what about voters of color? Can you uh, say that there's voters of color and that's okay? And when I say there's not voters of color, there's just simply voters? We're all voters. There's not special privilege voters. Okay, the Trump or bust voter and the colored voter and the Democrat voter and the Republican voter and the whatever. But at the end of the day, do I have the right to tell you about these voting blocks and these groups? Or is that misinformation? What if I tell you the government's trying to ban prayer? Uh, You already saw it in the government schools. That's been a big battle. Trump stood up a little bit for this, right? But I believe that the government is banning prayer. It's already happened in one location. 27 American states now have taken steps in the same direction. Bob Unruh, again with WND, brings this out. He talks about one Australian state, Victoria, already has adopted laws that essentially make practicing Christianity, specifically a prayer, a crime. Yeah, America's headed in that direction with its bans on conversion therapy. We'll come back and talk about this more in seconds. I am Sam Bushman on your radio. Talking about a story from WND.com, Bob Unruh and crew talking about their working on government's banning prayer. It happened in Australia, Victoria, one Australian state, Victoria, already has adopted laws that make practicing your Christian religion literally a crime. And they say many states in the United States are following after this. And you say, what are you talking about, Sam? Listen up. All right, America has what are called bans on conversion therapy. And so if you pray for a gay person or a transgender person that they will um, come to their senses, that they will realize that what they're doing is wrong, that they will, okay, you can become guilty. Okay, that's the problem. You can become guilty. All right, conversion therapy, ladies and gentlemen, is what they call a derogatory term for counseling that encourages those who have, quote, unwanted same-sex attraction to live the lives they choose and provides them skills to work towards their goals. In other words, just to help people jettison this same-sex attraction. Uh, And now the battle is that you can't pray for someone if they find out you're doing it, you know, it can be like Daniel of old. You're not allowed to pray. They're basically going to back their way into attacking uh, the freedom of religion and prayer on this altar. That You know what? You can't literally do this. They're going to make prayer a crime. They want to push towards this. They're doing this. And Bob Unruh talks about that. Think about counseling that encourages those who have unwanted same-sex attraction to live the lives they choose. Is that so bad? Well, in their world, it is bad because they don't want you to dissuade people from the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda. They love it and want to promote that agenda. So, see, if you pray for people to try to help them out of it, you could become, well, that's a problem. Well, RFKJR put it best. When he says this, quote, we're headed to a system where the elites pick our leadership. RFK, JR, and the Epoch Times is where I get this from. But he's basically saying, look, they're controlling everything. And I submit to you, they're not only controlling who you vote for, but they are literally creating factions of voting blocks pitted against one another with an effort of controlling who you end up with as your leaders. It's not elections, it's selections. And RFKJR says we're headed towards a system where the elites pick our leadership. That is a very, in my opinion, scary narrative, to say the least. Think about this. Do you love America? America? Right? Okay, look, they're ignoring the Biden scandal. They're saying without evidence. All right, it's also worthy of discussion about what discovery would be like if Trump were in Biden's place and his children were the ones making millions of dollars a year without any product, without any skill set, making millions of dollars without any real place in the world on drugs. Yeah, on drugs, not paying their taxes and everything else. Just imagine if it was the Trump children doing that. They would be getting absolutely slaughtered. Yet the media has dutily covered the Bidens and promotes them. But backlash is starting to mount against the media moguls that are promoting Biden. Okay, they're refusing to question the FBI director regardless of the years of proven falsehoods an obstruction of justice that the FBI has been engaged in just look at the amon bundy win in the courts to make the point despite a slew of scandals and abuse of power by the fbi and the justice department and the intelligence community in 2023 they've been really covering it up and just attacking the political enemies Okay, it was revealed in January about the FBI creating this scandal against the Catholics, backed by the Southern Poverty Law Center, and it got all absolutely blown up for literally bogus information. The media literally doubled down with that narrative, asking no questions. However, subsequent investigations launched by Republicans on the House Oversight Committee said, Hey, Ray that's the leader of the FBI, admitted there's been no accountability whatsoever. The media was silent despite the fact that Ray literally admitted to these criminal acts. All right? From the start, Ray has stalled looking into investigating or anything to do with the Bidens or the Biden family. The media also said nothing when pro-life activist Mark Halk was acquitted by a jury, folks. All right. Democrats cling to this false notion or the assertion that if Joe Biden did any wrongdoing, it must be proven that Joe Biden accepted money directly from a foreign entity for special treatment. But you know what? You don't have to prove all that. You can just show where Joe's benefited from his family business dealings. The media, uh, look, the FBI's refusabl- refusal to comply with multiple document requests from House Republicans, that alone, the media has chosen to not cover the fact that the FBI is acting criminally. Journal- journalists used to consider it their mission to protect dissenting voices. But now they're literally doubling down, allowing lawfare to take the the place, and they're literally ignoring everything that matters. All right. Despite this dark money in politics, the media has taken the role of intentionally shielding left-wing groups involved in this effort from scrutiny. They're getting just protection everywhere. In an honest media ecosystem, there would be a far more robust effort to expose the forces behind these schemes and behind what these people are doing. No one's even asking who the major players are, okay? Who covered for this Harvard Law leader that turned out to be just a plagiarizing, scandalous, all right? She literally stole tons of information from other authors. Now they say Harvard is threatening to sue the New York Post for defamation for reporting on the scandal about this lady. Most major outlets have downplayed the extent and the severity of the anti-Semitism. Publishing lies and promoting um immoral agendas. The New York Times' recent publication uh, about Gaza City and everything else is a perfect encapsulation of the problem. So Tom Cotton calls to end the violence. They ignore him. They literally lied about the hospitals in Gaza Strip and how they were attacked and everything else. And they got caught. Reporting false corruption. All right. Over the course of 2023, House Republicans uncovered a bunch of scandalous details. That Fauci and everybody else was scandalous. Talking about one of the greatest public health scandals in American history, but it goes nowhere. Nothing happens. There have been plenty of signs that the establishment press is off the rails. And is in basically unreturnable decline. All right. A growing group of independent journalists. Such as myself and many others. Are now standing in the gap. Calling them to account. And among some of our most important work. Is exposing these military extremism type folks. They're militant in their extremism. At these mainstream press organizations. The media abuse has become too much and so i submit to you that people are going to start to uh change the game now it's hard for me to know sometimes what plagiarism is okay not giving credit is a problem okay but when i say i don't know about plagiarism or whatever or how to deal with that sometimes i don't because i look at it and i go if i read a sentence from uh, an article and I just give you the headline of the article, and then I give you who wrote the article. All right, but then I quote liberally from the article. Am I plagiarizing? I certainly don't mean to. I'm giving you credit of who gave the, uh, the who did the article. Okay, so for example, when we talk about these Trump voters, Trump or bus voters, well, I'm not trying to plagiarize. I didn't come up with that term, pollster. Rich Barris or whatever came up with this. I don't even know who that is, but I gave him credit. All right. Government banning prayer, conversion therapy being the wedge driven to eventually shut down religious beliefs and anybody standing for what they believe in, all on this altar that we're heading towards a system where the elites select who our leaders are. And then you got this situation about the news and reporting, right? Media's year of moral collapse is what you could call that article. Think about it. Journalism schools may eventually point to 2023 as the day that, hey, there's a moral collapse for the media. They topical the ethical pillars that once stood for what we know as America. That was truth. Honor, reporting who, what, when, where, why. Getting facts, bringing to light cover-ups. Expose and put under scrutiny those who truly are promoting hatred. All right? They doubled down on the cover-up of the Biden family. Media outlets in the past used to understand that they played a vital, pivotal role. In holding government officials accountable, exposing wrongdoing and and the like. I just find this fascinating. Okay, according to the House, the House Oversight Committee has reported that the Biden family and their associate ranked in like $24 billion. No, $24 million with an M million. Uh, That's a lot of money. Whistleblowers spoke up. They've all been barbecued and attacked. Then you got Hunter Biden's involvement in Ukraine. All this basically along with Joe Biden admitting that he threatened somebody to withhold military aid to Ukraine if they didn't drop some things. Okay, Hunter and his team, uh, Joe and his team say it's all legitimate. We say that it's not. I say it's not legitimate. At the end of the day, folks, they have got to stop this. And in my opinion, clarity and stability and safety in 2024 depends on honesty in the media. We're going to stand tall. We need your support. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. God save the Republic of the United States of America.